What makes the Grant Williams edition in Dallas so unique? And Grant Williams went on some uh, recent podcast uh, lately and uh, shared some things that we got to talk about as Mavs fans on today's Locked on Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked on Mavs podcast. Don't believe you shouldn't be here. Oh, welcome to Lockdown Mavs. This is one of your co-hosts, Isaac Harris, contributor to Mavs.com, Studio 41, Corner 3, all the fun stuff that's happening over in the Studio 41, the Mavs offices over there. Thanks for listening to the show every day for making Lockdown Maps your first listen. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook for Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Guys, if you listen in your car on your way to work, maybe when you're working out at the gym, if you're an audio-only listener, thank you for listening. Subscribe to the show. Share it with somebody this week. And if you listen on YouTube, hit subscribe and leave a comment below anything a lot of you leave the anything comment but here's a question for you grant williams is the best physical wing the mavericks have had since blank how how far do you have to go back until you say all right somebody with his stature his tenacity um just that type of physical wing how far do you have to go back until you have until they've had a guy like Grant Williams. If you want to support the show, you can subscribe on YouTube or text us through Subtext. This is where we send out rumors, uh, latest news, Q&As. I do some Q&As on there. Nick did one not too long ago from the airport. Uh, share random stuff on there and more. Just click the link in the description to get signed up. All right. Let's do this thing. Today's Thursday. Maybe you're listening to this. I might get this out in time on Wednesday night. We'll see. I was going to have a guest today, but I had an audible because I had family come into town. And uh, so I had to change some things around and uh, super excited whenever my mother visits from out of town and uh, we get help with the kids. So that is awesome. Um, got a got a guest coming on tomorrow. I think you guys will will enjoy. We talk about some Mavs stuff and uh, some Mavs news so uh yeah stay tuned for that for friday's pod but today we're going to talk about grant williams i listened to both of the podcasts that he was on over the past week or so with uh one with jj reddick and tommy alter on the old man and the three the other one was on the run your race podcast uh theo pinson's podcast which i tweeted this out i think theo's theo's could be the best like current player podcasts out there i know there's so many of them draymond pat beverly podcast p which is still just <laughs> incredible um in a funny way there's duncan robinson's pod there's so many different pods out there for players now but theos is is incredible because he's so dang funny and he has these like comebacks that i just it makes me laugh out loud and i uh, also love the format of it of you know the whole concept of his podcast is run your race like everybody has a different race and a, a different story and kind of starting from high school basketball on up to the pros so he had grant williams on grant joined jj and tommy on their podcast both of them great listens you got to go listen to both of them 
I'm going to talk a lot about them, but I'm also going to talk about some takeaways and a couple of the takeaways from that, from those two podcasts um, is his physicality as a wing, but also how much he talks trash. And, uh, and then there's some other smaller things that I'll throw out in there, because I think the addition to, of Grant Williams in Dallas is such an underrated move. The more and more I look at it, because I have to admit, I wasn't always a Grant Williams fan as far as the basketball player Grant Williams. I didn't I didn't believe it early on. He had moments in Boston and I kept on going back to myself of like, what is he like? Wh what is he in the league and what does he think he is? Because you also read different things and you're like, all right, or you listen to different podcasts that talk about, you know, their locker room and stuff. And it's like, all right, do the, do the guys kind of just like make fun of him over there? Like what, what, what's the whole vibe uh, with, with him and, and Boston, but he also works his butt off. He hits threes at a high clip. He doesn't care to talk any smack to anybody and he'll defend his butt off too. So I'm like, all right. <clears throat> so I've come around on him. And uh, to where, yeah, I mean, I, I'm. it's not like Omax. He enters a league and I'm, you know, him and Marquette and I love him. But I, I really think he's going to do really well in Dallas. The more stuff I watch, the more stuff I read, the more I listen to him, the more I learn about what his role could be, what Dallas is envisioning for him, what he's thinking about it, the more that I'm believing in what his potential fit and role will be in Dallas. Um, I think it will be when we when we the dust settles and the year gets going and I think we'll look back on it and be like, man, that was such an underrated uh, addition for what he does. This physical four. He's 24. He's just 24 years old. He's this physical. Um, well, he's laughing. He says thick body guy uh, who can defend on the wing. He can hit threes, you know, 40 percent basically over the past two years. And you look at, I say underrated because look at what he, what he makes. We've talked about the contract and how it was kind of surprising of, you know, him getting, you know, this 12.5 up this upcoming season. Let me list some other fours in the league. And some of them have some recent contracts and you kind of make the decision. Now, some of these guys have a bigger responsibility on their teams, bigger scoring responsibility, so I get it. They're not like the same exact type of player, but they do play roughly the same kind of position four, maybe the three a little bit, but kind of these bigger fours in the league. I was just going through salary ranges and I'm like, some of these guys I'm looking at it and say, all right, 25 million a year, Kuzma, Cam Johnson, and John Collins. They all make 25 million a year. All play the four. Would you rather have Grant Williams at 12.5 than any of those three? I'm not saying I would. I'm just saying I'm looking at it saying, dang, they make that much more than Grant Williams. Let's go down a step further. DeAndre Hunter, Boyan Bogdanovich, and Keldon Johnson all making 20 million a year compared to Grant Williams at 12.5. Now, I think I would take, I'm not saying like there's some names on here. I'm be like, all right, yes, I would, I would take that. Would I rather have Grant Williams at 12.5 or DeAndre Hunter at 20? Am I, am I like kind of too biased by saying I'd rather have Grant Williams at 12.5? I don't know. I think, I think I would. And I like DeAndre Hunter a lot. You could even go a step further and saying Rui Hachimura, Harrison Barnes making 15 million a year, making $17 million a year. And then here's Grant Williams at 12.5. I say that to say, 
man, it's on a it's on a good contract. Like 12.5 is a, a, a pretty dang good number for what you're asking him to be, for the role that you're asking him to play. And I think he's going to play in this different type of role in Dallas where that was one of my takeaways is he was talking to, you know, JJ and, and Tommy on their pod and about kind of his role in Boston and how that shifted and how how he's envisioning his role in Dallas of, you know, they're asking if he was going to be, you know, if he thought he was going to be back in Boston or not, you know, how the Porzingis trade impacted that. And he said, I honestly thought I was gone. You know, I thought I was gone before that trade that only solidified it. And he went on to talk about why he thought he was gone already is because he's like, man, I, I went from thinking, you know, a year or so ago, he was talking about those playoff runs and stuff, which is a nice reminder of these big playoff moments that he's already been in finals, you know, Eastern Conference finals and stuff anyway. But he was like, then my role goes to this, like not playing at all. I mean, you look at the playoffs last year and he was just like buried on the bench, but then he's playing these big moments against Jimmy Butler. He had big moments against, you know, Garden Giannis. And then he's not, and it's kind of like, are, are you in the rotation or are you not? And I think that's where he was alluding to of like, yeah, I mean, he wants to take the next step in his career. He wants to take the next step as one of these perimeter guys, these three and D guys, but does a little bit more, but the solidified role. And it feels like, and he said it multiple times, Dallas was very, very aggressive in going after him and really wanting him really bad. He said there was, you know, four or five other teams that, you know, was in consideration there, but Dallas made him a priority. I, I wrote that down. It's like Dallas made, you know, Grant Williams a priority. Uh, according to Grant Williams, and he he liked that. And in talking with them in the front office about what his role would be and stuff, and kind of taking the next step in his career, that's why, like, he has to be penciled in as a starter. Like that, I feel like that's a lock. And uh, you're looking at him being your starting four, which was kind of hard to do in Boston, right? You have Jason Tatum, you have the new three hundred million dollar man, and Jalen Brown. You have. You had Marcus Smart, you had Al Horford, you had Rob Williams, like you keep going down the line. So now he kind of has this clear path to be in the starting four in Dallas and to be that primary defender, which is something he just didn't have in Boston. Let's take a quick break and then we'll be back. Talk more about Grant Williams because, man, I got a lot more to say about him. I'm, I'm really excited about his addition in Dallas. This podcast is brought to you by FanDuel, our friends at FanDuel. Let's look at we have the FIBA World Cup coming up soon. And uh we know Luca's uh, training up for this. And uh let's look at some odds on FanDuel for who is the leader in the clubhouse here going into the FIBA World Cup. Team USA is a minus 115. Can you guess who is with the second best odds by a pretty wide margin? Team Canada. Canada is a plus 550. Australia after that's a plus 1000. France plus 1200, Serbia plus 1300, although it looks like Jokic isn't playing. Slovenia at plus 1400. So if you want to uh, put a bet down on Luka Doncic in Slovenia, it's a plus 1400 on FanDuel.com. Take your first swing on FanDuel. Get 10 times your first bet, first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 you could spend betting everything from the money line to the over under all an app that's safe, secure, super easy to use. Plus when you win, you get paid instantly. There's no better place than FanDuel America's number one sports book. Sign up today. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on FanDuel 
your official partner of bam plot twist major league baseball love throwing that in there uh, when i can i guess you can say uh, official park official uh, partner of the locked on network also Jams. Let's talk more about Grant Williams. It's all—it's never a clean transition. Whenever I just got to stop it. Maybe if I just let it play out, it'll stop on its own. I keep on thinking it's going to repeat, but Grant Williams is the most physical wing in Dallas since who? I went back through all the rosters, and I, and I hope you understand kind of what I'm like going for here because yes, was Dorian Finney-Smith a, a a um did he fight did he battle down low and garden some of these guys did he battle against a Kawhi? you know stuff like that yes did he play for in dallas yes i'm talking about just the physical i'm going to stand you up when you try to post me i'm going to push you i'm going to shove you i'm going to get nasty with you i'm going to talk my crap to you that type of physical stout type of frame on the wing that Grant Williams is going to be in Dallas. That's what I had to say. I'm like, when was the last time we've had a, a had a four or had a, had a wing like that? And I feel like it's been a bit because I mean, you can say Maxi, but he's six ten. He kind of, he plays the, you know, small five and stuff at times too. There's a very defined person that I was looking for as I was going back. And this was one of my takeaways. It was just a reminder of his physicality because he on his on his podcast with Leo Pinson, he talked about going back to the tennis Tennessee days and some of those practice stories on there were insane with Rick Barnes. But he was talking about the physicality back then and some of the physical stuff that they would do in, in practice, but also in the games, even at this, this Rick Barnes thing that they would do at tip off to where the ball's in the air and the other four guys on the floor would just go and put an elbow or shoulder into the other guy because no one's watching it. It was their way of like setting the tone. But he's always been this physical guy and even getting in Jimmy's face, getting stepped on by Joel Embiid, um, his head getting stepped on by Embiid. And he's just a really physical guy. So I was like, man, what's the last guy? And I started to look at through the rosters and I'm like, all right, I guess James James Johnson was supposed to be that guy. Um, it didn't really work out, even though I was, I was a fan of James Johnson. Then I'm like, all right, Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Remember those days? Remember when he had a three? I think it was in the bubble. And everybody like freaked out. I'm like, is the shot here? Is it going to happen? I don't think I would put Barnes in this category. Here's a <laughs> here's a deep uh, dive for you. Jalen Jones, remember Jalen Jones? Would I think Justin Anderson would would like fall into this category? But he just wasn't that good. So this is my question. Like, he's the best physical wing since who? Alfaruk Aminu, um, Dewan Blair, but he's better than Blair. Jay Crowder, Wes Matthews. Wes Matthews, I think, is the closest one in recent history that I'm like, all right, Wes was a little shorter, but just the fact of like what Wes tried to do, had kind of a thicker body, didn't, didn't take crap from anybody, would stand people up, would get physical with guys, would talk a smack with some, with some guys. I think Wes Matthews is probably the answer, but he reminds me a lot of Jay Crowder and like what Crowder could be in was in Dallas. I mean, you could honestly make the case is like, is he the best physical wing in Dallas since 
Sean Marion. That's that's a long time ago. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I I would I guess I would say Wes Matthews or Jay Crowder uh, in, in that case of like just these, and I think this is what another reason why it makes such a, a an underrated addition for Dallas because so many teams are looking for guys like him. And when he was talking, you know, to JJ about the different teams, and JJ even mentioned he's like, yeah, we were talking, you know, at this party, the Ruben party. And he was like, this was before the Dallas trade happened. And you had, you told me at that party, there were at least four teams, you know, not including the Mavs. And then he ends up listing off like four or five teams that were in the mix for him. There's a reason why everybody was in the mix for him because everybody's looking for a guy like him that is willing to mix it up, that can hit the threes that he, that he can hit, but that can play defense like he plays. So I think that's a, a huge thing for Dallas because I don't think they've had that for a long time because that's why I did that small little exercise. Let's take it another step further and say he's the best mix-it-up trash-talking guy since uh, – got to take Luca out of the equation because Luca talks his crap all the time, all the time. We know that. But it was good because he talked about it in both, in both of these podcasts. Uh, he, he talked about it on Theo's pod about what he said to Jimmy – and that whole thing. But it was fascinating of the reasoning behind it. He was like, man, this, I felt like we were getting punked. And, you know, when he was talking about the Celtics and the heat in that series, he's, I feel like we were getting punked in that game. And honestly, in that series, and it's like, I feel like I had to step up and do something. And yeah, he ends up making, you know, the, all these shots and I look dumb afterwards, but man, like I, you know, I, I at least got out there and, and did the thing. And he, he talks about Devin Booker, how much Booker always chirps at him. And it was always great because, or it's great when you hear him talk on that podcast uh, with JJ uh, saying, yeah, you know, book always chirps at me, Devin Booker. And now, you know, he has this history with Luca. He said, now I get to, you know, get involved with this competitiveness uh, in Dallas. And uh, I thought that was uh, really cool because man, you know that him and Luca are going to be chirping when they play the Suns. And it's really good to have another guy out there. I think it'll be good. Have another guy out there with Luca that's going to run his mouth and to be physical and won't take any crap. I think Grant Williams is going to be one of the most like beloved in arena guys for the Mavericks this year and for the AAC because he's going to have these moments to where he's going to he's going to take up for Luca, but he's going to talk his trash. He's going to get some texts, and it's going to be a lot of fun for Mavs fans in the in the arena. So I asked the question, I'm like. He's the best mix it up guy since take Luca out of the equation. I mean, Salah Mesri was an instant mix it up guy. It's just Salah wasn't that great. So Grant Williams is better than Salah. Since JJ Barea, it, it's honestly they they've had so many like even kill like guys who don't really go out and like go try to seek. And even Grant's like, hey, I'm not a Pat Beverly type. I'm not going and trying to talk all the smack. But, man, once somebody talks it, I'm going to talk it back and say all the stuff. So I like, I threw J.J. Barea's name out there. I threw Jay Crowder's name out there again. I threw Tyson Chandler's name out there again. I say this because, man, I think this is a – and not only is it an underrated addition for Dallas, but I think it's a unique addition for Dallas because I don't think they've really had a guy like him and for, for a while that's going to talk his smack, that's going to body up guys, that can switch off on guys and be this physical presence and dive on the floor and just mix it up. He's a mix-it-up type of guy. And I think that'll be a lot of fun for Mavs fans to watch and stuff. So, all right, I got a few more things about Grant in this third segment. 
I might touch on the power ESPN power rankings thing. I thought some of it was funny, but I might save that for our guest tomorrow just to get some reaction on that. But let's take a quick break and then we'll be back talking more Grant Williams. he's gonna be fun in dallas man i think it's gonna be so much fun uh learned a lot if you didn't know a a ton about grant williams go listen to those two podcasts with theo pinson jj raddick tommy alter two separate podcasts about two hours worth of conversations of grant williams but man you hear a lot from his high school days up to the league why he is the way he is his background stuff about his family i didn't know that his mom works at NASA. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Like I always heard about how smart Grant Williams is about like, Hey, okay. He's vice president, you know, MBPA, um, does a lot of stuff, players association. He, you know, just a super smart guy, kind of like a Dwight Powell type of dude. And then, but him just talking about it and him talking about like his upbringing and then how he landed at Tennessee, the places, the other places that he had offers from that he took visits in college, uh, Yale, Princeton, other Ivory League <laughs> league schools, and he chose Tennessee. And he talks about his mom being so mad at him that he chose Tennessee over those places. But you know, I, I think he's doing fine now. I think he's, I think he's doing all right. So, uh, I it's just a reminder of how smart he is, and it's funny because he is a super smart guy, but he's also like so goofy too and he's like this goofy guy on the on the court that he's saying i'll make both of them on the free throw line and then he misses them and he talks about that on the on the podcast stuff i thought his approach to that uh whole situation is uh really really cool and really funny uh about that but yeah i mean you just you learn a lot you learn about um he talks about you know the covid you know year and how he didn't want when the league shut down how he didn't want to go home and potentially get like his family sick or his grandparents sick. So Kimball Walker offered is like, Hey, why don't you just come stay at my house? And he's like, dude, we all thought it was going to be three or four weeks and ended up being months. And he's like living at Kimball Walker's house. And I thought that was really cool. They both hyped up how good of a dude Kimball Walker is. And uh, yeah, former Maverick and, and all of that stuff. But some other big takeaways from the Grant Williams interviews, I wanted to bring up the physicality. I want to bring up the trash talking uh, I talked about his increased role in Dallas and just how it, how he alluded to what they were kind of portraying to him of having this you know defined role, and uh, I'm excited for that because I think he'll fit good alongside the other guys. He did talk about his one of his weaknesses uh, defensively, and I thought this was um, kind of fascinating hearing him admit it. But also, it's another touch point on this being a weakness of this Mavericks roster is he says he struggles with guarding the quicker guards, the quicker shooting guards, and he throws different names out there, but the chasing around some of these guys, the, the guys who are coming off screens, just the, the smaller, quicker guards. And I, I say that because I think this is one of the, the questions for Dallas going into next season as currently constructed, who's guarding those guards it right now. It has to be Josh green. I mean, I talked about on yesterday. I, I did a you know kind of a deep dive on Dante Exum on yesterday's podcast. If you didn't listen to that, I'm saying I think that's the path for Exum to get minutes on this team is that he has over Jaden Hardy, 
Seth Curry, Tim Hardaway, is he can play defense and guard these other point guards and other smaller guards in the league. Right now, Josh is that guy. I mean, Kyrie and Luca, you're not asking them to do that. Grant is openly admitting, hey, I this is my struggle. And that's not really why you're, you're bringing Grant in. You're bringing Grant in to guard all the, you know, all the Jimmy Butlers of the world, the Paul Georges, the Kawhi Leonard's, like the bigger, you know, the bigger guys, the bigger wings. So right now you're asking a lot on Josh Green and then it's Dante Exum, I guess. So that's where, you know, you're losing to Reggie Bullock. If you could have included Tim Hardaway instead of Reggie Bullock, you're like, all right, well, we at least got, you know, a handful of these guys who can guard these perimeter, you know, guards. So I think it's something I'll be, that's something I'm watching going into training camp first of the year is if it's not Josh, who's guarding the other guards in the league. Um, hmm. <laughs> What's some other stuff in these? I don't want to give it all away because I think y'all really should go and listen to it. I mean, I talked about the Devin Booker stuff. I thought that was hilarious. And uh, just another reason why he's going to fit great in Dallas. I'll add this and I don't really, I honestly don't like to talk about this stuff very much. So I don't know. I wrote it down and I'm like, all right, I feel like I got to mention it. <clears throat> just his, his openness about just his weight stuff throughout kind of early on in high school. And, you know, he didn't do a whole like, deep feelings thing about it and all the stuff. But I mean, from an early age in high school, he talked about, you know, you know, people joking that he was a fat kid and all this stuff and going up through recruiting in Tennessee and, you know, into the league and him just, it was just a common thread of the conversation in his journey on the Theo Pinson podcast. And yes, he is a thicker muscular guy, but you could tell, that this has been a common thread in his life of his, with his with his weight and now he's an nba player and how he's kind of you know he he's evolved into one of these type of guys in the league and yeah i just thought that was uh, interesting there's a lot of deeper stuff uh, for me in that world and uh yeah there's a lot of mental stuff with that and angles you can take the to all of that but i just found that really interesting that he's an nba player and that's been a thing uh, for him most of his journey and, and all of that. So don't know why I brought that up because it starts to get me in my feels. Um, dang, is there anything else I can end on here that makes it not? Uh, yeah, go listen to the podcast. All right. Those two podcasts. They're a lot of fun. Um, yes. I don't think I have enough time to talk about the NBA power poll. Uh, on ESPN right now or early season stuff. I'll say that for tomorrow. And uh, yeah, I think that's good. Grant Williams in Dallas. Great move by Nico Harrison. And somebody actually, somebody called me out in the comments yesterday and like, hey, why didn't you mention him whenever you're talking about the offseason and bringing back Kyrie and the two rookies? That was just me forgetting. So that's my bad. I'm not purposely doing that. Uh, I think Grant Williams is right up there with, hey, you bring back Kyrie, you add a Grant Williams, you get the two rookies you know, you, all this stuff. I just forgot it. I do think he's going to have a, a, a big year in Dallas, a big year relative, right? Like, I don't think he's going to, you know, turn into Kawhi Leonard, but what they're asking in that role as, Hey, mix it up defensively, bring us some, some grit, bring us some tenacity, 
be able to switch and guard multiple guys and hit an open three. I think he's going to do all of that. So uh, I think we should, he'll, he'll be, I know I said this earlier. I think he's going to be a fan favorite, but he's going to be, a, he's going to be good too. Like he's going to play a lot of minutes at Dallas and will he evolve as a player? And will this be the next step for him? Like for him, it totally makes sense. Like take the Mavs bias aside. You play on this really good team in Boston that he, that he sounds like he's really thankful for and all the stuff and playing this role on a championship caliber team in Boston. But then this team in Dallas comes calling and with a Luka Doncic, with a Kyrie Irving, with a, hey, we're going for it. You know, we, we, we're winning now too. We, we're going to be back in the playoffs and all this stuff. And they're offering this starting role to play a ton of minutes and to be this player that he's worked his butt off to be, and they're just going to pay him $12.5 million this first year, and then it's just these small graduate raises. I think it's just a great move all around, both for the Mavericks in role and finances and everything. I think it's a great move for Grant Williams in his career that he now he can step into this kind of full-time role now in Dallas and play this of what he's worked to be. So excited for him. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see him in training camp coming up this fall we'll be back tomorrow we'll have a guest and uh i think you'll enjoy it and uh yeah we'll ask some tough questions and try to pull out more rumors and stuff from our guest if we can if he'll let us we'll see thanks guys peace out boom